podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Tom. And I'm Nick. And this is... Who Got The Assist? Oh, it's a goal. Who Got The Assist? Who Got The Assist? Hello, so a high foot for Mane leads to a high five Pep's men with Jesus redeemed once more. And elsewhere, Nick, our little boy, Bavis, grew up and became an FPL asset. He's never a little boy. (laughs) (laughs) Today we reflect on game week four and uh, and Nick, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Tom. Well, I was out yesterday and to be honest, last night was some beer leeriness going our way. But again, you don't want to hear about that. You're here to hear us talk about FPL. That's right, Nick. Uh, we are Who Got The Assist. Find us on Twitter at WGTA underscore FPL and online at whogottheassist.com. In this pod, we'll run through this game with key talking points, update you guys on the anti-messed Darksiders team, uh, do a little bit of Neon Watch, look at the market forces and how things are changing in the transfer market, maybe talk about some psychology. I think it might be confirmation bias this week, actually, Nick, uh, before finally taking our community questions. Excellent, Tom. So, how was game week four for you? Well, to be honest, Nick, at the start, I thought it would be about an eight or a nine. But unfortunately, it, uh, it kind of fell off a cliff. <laughs> I needed Rob Elliott to bail me out with his eight points on uh, on Sunday night. But yeah, 52 points, I think I got overall. Um, kind of key factors were Pogba, Pog-backing uh, his header on to Marcus Rashford, who scored. Alonso, but... Uh, Bertrand and Dawson not doing anything really and um, my 6.0 Richarlison again uh, not coming through and of course Gabbiadini blanking um, you know there are Kane and Kaku getting points and I feel like everyone got those points it was only really Rob Elliott on Sunday who saved my game week and if Rob Elliott is saving your game week it's a mediocre game week and it was a mediocre game week for me I still got a green arrow 1.3 million but yeah what about you Nick? Well, I think you've done all right, to be honest. I think 52 is quite a good score for this week. It's eight points above the average. You know, yeah. I think you kind of got away with it a little bit as well, obviously, without the uh, Liverpool oh, assets, but um, absolutely. Manchester City game. But um, we'll get on to that in a minute. I, I scored 60 points, so I was quite pleased with my game week. You know, it was a yeah, very, it was good, really, it was really very good. good result in the end. Yeah, so obviously my hero again was a Ben Davies, and I'm sure you've all seen the shrine. Obviously, we've yeah. got the shrine to Ben yeah. Davies. I've been praying to it before each game week, and it's, uh, it's been <laughs> it's paying off. Got a blank last week, but, you know, he's got two double-figure scores already, which is great. Yeah. Because he scored in the opening week. Um, so Kane got 13 points for me I got points from Ramsey he got an assist yeah, Ramsey got an assist differential you got some points from there with Ramsey yeah I mean the only downside I guess is I, uh, I backed Ben Foster and I didn't back Rob Elliott so I've got a few bench points I've got Elliott with 8 and I've also got um, my new man Lowe he got 6 points of course because he, <laughs> he managed to get substituted just before West Ham scored but uh, first I want to talk about one of my key disappointments which was Salah so um, that Liverpool Manchester City game was um, a crazy game 5-0 smashing you know Oxlade <laughs> showing his £40 million pounds worth yeah. weren't he with a, another thrashing he's, he has conceded more goals in the last two games than he's ever scored in his career that's unbelievable maybe he's going to move to <laughs> Manchester City for 50 million now and we'll see what happens yeah. but yeah I mean Salah being substituted at half time that really annoyed me it really peeved me off I was, I was cursing at Klopp because um, I just thought you know Mane, Mane's out now though so Salah's nailed but I just thought with Mane getting sent off surely Salah's going to be one of the key sources for goals if, if Klopp wants to make a game of it but no he decided to take him off and he's not going to get any goals from Oxlade is it and he's just like he basically threw in the towel and started yeah, prepping for the Sevilla yeah, game which was, didn't was, really make sense it was definitely an odd one I mean I remember when I saw Firmino coming off as well I was just thinking well I mean that he must have just kind of gone damage limitation this game is gone 
let's just keep our players fit, as you've said, for the severe game tonight. I've seen them. Salah is actually ill, but it looks like he's not injured, so he'll be back on Saturday, which I'm guessing you'll be quite <laughs> relieved about. Salah's not even played three full games, but he's actually more ahead of um, every other midfielder in terms of shots so far. He's yes. had 13 shots in total, nine on target. Yeah, and that's despite playing less than three games cumulatively, isn't it? I mean, uh, 69% shot accuracy. Um, he's looking pretty good. I said last week as well, he took five shots in, in that game against Arsenal. They're all on target. He does look like he, he knows what he's doing. But then when I was watching him against Man City, the shots weren't that great that he actually took. But he, he, he gets into positions, though. Like, he makes great runs, you know, exposes the defence. Then he gets one-on-one with the keeper and ends up normally hitting it straight into their arms. So it's like, yeah. oh, why do you do that, Salah? You know, a bit frustrating. But, um, no, I'm very happy with him and I'm going to keep him. I'm still also looking at Firmino. I mean... I think they're blank, didn't For me, no, Nick. For Remember, me, no. it's for me, no. For me, no. But, I mean, this week we're bringing... I, I think I'm also bringing in Firmino. But it was a bit concerning watching that game. And just looking at him overall, he's had te- 10 attempts and 6 in the box. Only 50% shot accuracy. But he's such a bonus magnet. You've got to think that, you know, Burnley's the sort of game where you kind of think that Firmino's going to get something, hopefully. Yeah, and obviously with Mane out... Firmino and Salah should be more nailed. I mean, what what did you think of the red card? For me, I mean, he had to go. Like, that, just, yeah, it's just foot's too high. He basically kicked. Did you see like Edison's face? Like, yeah. it was completely smashed <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. And like Klopp's like screaming at the um, the linesman or the fourth official, whilst there's like a guy basically like dying on the floor. It's just like, come on, what's happened to football? When yeah, that sort of thing I know. I, know. I think like... it's been said a couple of times, um, but I think it's a Raphael Honigstein on the uh, Totally Football Show said that uh, like, if you're driving a car and you're speeding, it doesn't matter whether you intend to speed or not, you're still committing an offence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The day. If it doesn't matter that he didn't intend to kick him in the face, the foot was high, it was dangerous and it was a red. Unfortunately, they've ruined the game, uh, which is why people are annoyed in the moment. But I think when you see what's happened to Edison's face, yeah, <laughs> I, I was just like, dry your eyes, Mane, you know, just <laughs> get off the pitch. Yeah. But um, what's, what's interesting is um, obviously KDB trolled us all. He got two assists. Unbelievable. But um, 52,000 managers sold De Bruyne and swapped him for Mane. And that was the, the second most popular trade um, last week behind Kane to Morata. So all the people doing those transfers just basically lost out massively. And like, we're seeing already, aren't we? We were on Fantasy Football Scout and we'll talk about this later for doing the market forces and people are actually doing the opposite now so getting Mane out for KDB back in they're going back cap in it's hand just, It's just constantly swapsies at the moment with transfers isn't it and we saw it last year a little bit with Hazard and Sanchez didn't we? Yeah I know it, it is crazy I mean KDB and David Silva seem to be playing when I mean, we talk, talk about the red roulette a little bit but it's like the assisted, assisting the assister roulette Yeah or the um, sky blue roulette Exactly like KDB this match three through balls two big chances created got two assists from them whereas Silver only tried one through ball but game week one to three Silver was the man he created 12 chances and got two assists whereas Kev only created eight no assists whatsoever and as we've noted was playing so far back that we were both saying get rid I mean if, if anything it shows one you can't trust Pep in any, in any way in terms no. of player role but two if you are going to trust Pep, you've got to get Heezus, I think, if you do want the Man City cover, because he looked pretty dangerous. But he also got substituted before the 60th minute as well. You know? yeah, he's like, like Gabbiadini on he, speed, isn't he? He, uh, <laughs> he only played one half one of the games. It's just like uh, Pep is almost as bad as Klopp for the rotation. The guys I'm quite interested in, I don't know if I'm actually ever going to be able to fit these guys into my team, but is Mendy and Walker. They're yeah, both 6.5 yeah. million defenders. They both got assists and clean sheets. Watford and Palace next. I mean, that's 
that's that's that's some differential defenders in there. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, obviously, all the people who had Walker at the beginning of the season got utterly trolled by him getting sent oh, off. Oh yeah. But it was at the end of the day. I mean, he last year was an absolute monster for for, for Spurs. So I exactly. I'd be behind that. It's the same as you, we're seeing with Alonso. Yeah, you can't plan for that. You can't plan for <laughs> no, a red card like all the Mane owners got trolled this week, and it doesn't. It's nothing against Mane and Walker that this incident happened because you know their records professionally yeah. speak for themselves. It, this kind of thing happens to every professional. player at some point getting sent I mean, off I think we'll get on it and it has been going around a lot but I think what we might see is that you've got Walker who covers Man City front and back and we know he's nailed Alonso does the same for Chelsea Kolasinac does the same for Arsenal so it might be those three yeah, <laughs> are going to be if Kolasinac in... can get nailed and he's probably more nailed now that Oxlade's um, gone certainly think so um, yeah I I'm hoping that he's going to play there. I mean, the three nil to the three nil. Do you want to talk about that over Bournemouth? Uh, it, it, yep. was, it was really a, a routine win, to be honest with you. It was nothing to like make me incredibly excited about Arsenal's chances, to be honest. Yeah, obviously Kolasinac got an assist. That's uh, now seven assists since August 2016. Yeah. And only Marcelo in the top six divisions has more than that. Yeah, and he was posting stats similar to Alonso. So similar amount of touches, similar amount of touches in the opponent's half, similar amount of minutes per touch. But he got three pen area touches in the last game compared to none for Alonso. I don't know how uh, important that is in our figuring, but the he map was really, really similar. I mean, Kolasinac was, was back a little bit more from Alonso than Alonso which is why we, we're both backing Alonso I think but he looks really good and I think that if he keeps playing in that position I mean after the Chelsea game this week Arsenal don't have three good fixtures game week 6-8 to eight, he could be the man that we're maybe thinking of bringing in yeah I'm definitely looking at Kolasinac as my Arsenal player to bring in definitely. game week 6 I think we're, we're kind of merging a little bit I in know. terms it's, of our team selection. it's a big problem but I mean he as, as I just said is filling in that Alonso role where I feel like if I get him in I'm covered with Arsenal if you see what I mean exactly and Sanchez didn't start so he's still not an option at the moment obviously no. there's this Danny Welbeck you know, no, but, can we talk about Danny Welbeck yeah, as a, we, a serious option in fantasy at the moment I, I, I've seen a couple of things and I've been really like resisting the urge to just write lol or you know like the joy emoji and just not write anything else because I mean that guy whenever he scores a goal you kind of think did he mean it <laughs> yeah. he's not he's a willing player but he's not really a natural finisher I mean also there's Lacazette there's Giroud like yeah. how much more game time is Welbeck really no, going to get especially once Sanchez is back in the first team as well yeah I mean Lacazette um, I mean he did his job I think he's still growing into the Arsenal team and I really want to see him and Sanchez and Ozil all playing together because I think that attacking trident is really really good um, but you know hope, hopefully going forward things will change especially between game week 6 to 8 when all these guys suddenly come on the table for me Um yeah, that's fair enough. And Bournemouth obviously had a massive failure again. You, I, I got rid of Ake, yeah, but, got rid of him, he, but he never actually fell in price, and it's because of the the rule. Basically, he was he was um, at seventy five percent, so he was going to fall. But then uh, FPO updated him to hundred percent, and that completely reset his value to zero percent again. So like he never fell in the end. So yeah, yeah. it's a bit annoying because obviously they've got Brighton next. So I might have started him next game week as you know a possible uh, well, differential. From your um, experience there, I'm. Still Wait, I've got Fraser in my team who's flagged as well at 75%. They've got Brighton next. He started the last game. I am waiting to see what Eddie Howe says because he's quite close to falling, I think. Like, if he if he does get unflagged, then suddenly I've got at 5.4 an asset who could do something potentially on Friday night. 
Yeah, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, if you hang, if you hang <laughs> on to him, you're not backing, can, you, can you keep the faith of Fraser? Can I That's keep the, the faith of Ryan Fraser? No, I don't no, know. No, no, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, shall we move on to uh, Stoke and Man United, maybe? Yep, Stoke, Man U, obviously Chupo Moting, he scored a brace. Yeah. Only had 7,609 owners, but I think um, it's like over 75,000 managers have drafted him in. <laughs> Um, so you know his, his ownership's obviously skyrocketed since scoring a brace. Yeah, I mean we keep seeing this kind of thing, don't we? Where players are around that kind of bracket. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, his his uh, uh, co teammate uh, Hesse who was the flavour of the week and yep. then obviously my man Ricarlison was flavour of the week and, and now it's Ducore and now it's Ducore and, and maybe Gross to some extent it's getting quite difficult I mean Chupé Moting he looks pretty good at look at his kind of past record he scores about six to seven goals a season uh, two to three shots per game double the, he got, had double the touches of Hesse in that match um, and it might be because you know United were picking up on Hesse and Tupo Moting was new to the league and they weren't really sure what he was going to bring to the Stoke team. Um, I just don't know. Are you looking at him? Not at the moment. I mean, like his record at Schalke wasn't that great, to be honest. It's why we probably didn't do a prospect in the prospects on him because, yeah. you know, he, he hasn't got like a brilliant record, a historical record. Obviously, Schalke is quite a decent team. So it's probably a step down, really, to move to Stoke. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe it's more his level. I don't know. I don't know, because like, now it, it's completely out of whack, isn't it? But, but of course, he's probably getting paid more at Stoke. Yeah, he's getting paid, <laughs> paid more. Yeah. Um, the thing is with uh, with Chupo Moting as well, again, we've got kind of maybe unsustainable stats. I mean, he had six shots in the last game. Two were on target, and both ones on target mm-hmm. went in. I wouldn't be surprised if you find the next week he takes those two shots and they get they go off target and he doesn't get anything yeah. and all the new legion of owners are going to be disappointed to move on to the next six point zero five point five king. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what else is interesting? Obviously, Lukaku scored again, which is great, but he's actually attracting sellers at the moment with uh, Morata being one of the main beneficiaries. It's quite crazy. Lukaku has four goals in four games, but people are selling him. I can't believe that. I mean, it's not the case that he's not getting the shots away. He's just looking like he needs a bit of a time to adjust to being United. But last game, he had six attempts and three big chances. It's just the accuracy was about 50%. Yeah, and that was the joint highest that game week alongside your Hosselu, So uh... Yeah, exactly. I mean, Hosselu, we talked about him later. I put something on WhatsApp, didn't I, on the, when you were on the way over. His stats look absolutely insane. But, um, I haven't read that yet. But the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kaku, but at the end of the day, you've still got that huge ownership on Kaku. You've still got that propensity to do something. Easily score one or two goals. Yeah, definitely. You're going to see lots of returns from Lukaku. It might be that people own Pogba and Mkhitaryan and they don't want to double up mm. on Manchester United anymore, so they're looking to diversify, perhaps? Maybe. I mean, the Mickey versus Pog debate rumbles on. I don't think this game solved anything. Well, Pogba really. obviously got his assist. We both brought in Pogba. Obviously, we both sold KDB as well, but I think getting an assist at least was, you know, made us feel slightly less. Did you see the goal, though? Well, it was, it was a, a bit of a weird one. Rashford Pog, Pog back. Like, he just headed it, and Rashford happens to be standing there. It's very, very annoying. Um, yeah, so. Uh, let's push things forward, Tom. Let's move on to Spurs um, against Everton. 3 0 drubbing. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about uh, Ben Davies, you know? Yep. Fantastic, got a double assist. Kane finally got his 100th goal for the club as well. I mean, it was a bit of a weird goal. It was a kind of flukes cross. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't intended, was it? That's for sure. Yeah, and uh, obviously your new man, um, Deli Ali, he, he came up with a blank and Ericsson was the one that got the points oh, in midfield. of course. Which was unfortunate for you. Yeah, because obviously I wrote an article in the week saying which one I preferred and came out on the side of Deli Ali, who I'd brought in. So, of course... 
uh, Christian Eriksen was going to score. <laughs> of course, he was going to get points, and of course, he was Deli Ali was going to blank, and then that is obviously just what happened. And it was it was really really annoying because obviously I brought in Ali hoping for something and got nothing in the end. So you're not tempted to bring in uh, babies then, are you? No, no, I'm going to stay positive with my uh, my, my defence of Bertrand uh, and Dawson alongside Lonzo at the moment. But Bertrand's 5.5 will come on Southampton in a little minute, but that's not but looking good. You know, geezers need excitement and Ben Davies is providing that excitement. <laughs> you know, um, he's now got six shots on goal, which is joint third for defenders, just behind Luis and Alonso. Yep. We have uh, Dan and Otamendi also on six. He's also third for chances created out of all players with 13. And, you know, like he's, he's actually continuing his form from last season. I and mean, I talked about Ben Davies on the first pod and how he was my hero of last year. Yeah. And he's being my hero of this year so far. I mean, he finished last season with 11 points and then eight points on the final game with a goal. And he's, he started this season with two double-figure returns as well, which is just, you know, brilliant. So, yeah, he's been... Yeah, and ev- everyone's kind of caught on to the Ben Davies wagon now. I feel uh, like, you know... Yeah, how are you feeling? My, my hidden gem is kind of being unearthed a little bit. And I'm a bit sad. I'm like, well, he was mine, you know. Yeah. Now everyone else is kind of yeah, getting you, involved, but I'm getting price rises out of it, so I'm happy yeah, with price rises. How much have you made 0.1 of them? Yeah, now? 0.2. Oh, really? Yeah, he's up to 5.7 now, and he, he might even rise again this week. He's the most transferred in player, so you know there's the possibility of a double rise. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people maybe looking at triple Spurs now with Kane, Eriksson, and Davies exactly back, it, it, along the spine of their team. If it was like the end of last season to some extent now. Yeah, I mean, they've got Swansea at home next um, game week and they thrashed Swansea last season, so I'm yeah. expecting more of the same. I mean, the next four is uh, Swansea at home, West Ham away, Huddersfield away, and then Bournemouth at home, and those are four very, very good fixtures. So people with three Spurs hold fast and do uh, I think they're going to do very well out of that I'm just hoping that Ali comes back to the floor yeah I can't fit Ali into my team at the moment and I really wanted to bring him in and I played around a little bit but I was kind of like I was 0.1 short all the time which was just really annoying because I was trying to sell Ramsey I'm thinking about getting rid of Ramsey but I just I just don't have enough in the bank and I just don't know how I can fund it at the moment yeah I mean the, uh, one uh, one guy we could bring in is uh, Siggy at Everton I mean Everton didn't look that great in that no. match did they and didn't seem to be creating too much but I mean the fixtures do turn game week 6 so you've got to hope that eventually they're going to come in they've got Bournemouth Burnley and Brighton in short order game week 6 to 8 um, that could be nice I mean up front Sandro Ramirez didn't seem to produce that much not replacing Kaku seems to be hurting Everton a bit yeah Rooney looked poor as well yeah I mean, what, how, what we're going to there's nothing there's nothing to bail him out unfortunately um, no. and uh, Dominic Calvin-Lewin Rooney's just got to stop drinking brandy I think <laughs> Yeah, just get on with it. Exactly. It's just the case, you know, so many so many empty cans around Wayne Rooney in my head, you know. It's just one of those things that I guess with Wayne Rooney, a bit like Jamie Vardy actually, like points yeah. out as being a bit of a lad. A bit of a cult classic, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, let's talk about that uh, Leicester-Chelsea game. Uh, 2-1, Alonso did not very much for the second week that I've got him in. Uh, not even uh, not even an assist. Uh, Rudiger and Aspilicueta again. Got the assists. Yeah, Rudy showed up with a random assist. <laughs> didn't he? What the hell? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure what to make of it, really. I, I, I'm not getting rid of Alonso. No way, I'm getting rid of Alonso. No. Um, um, and you're not bringing in Morata. He seems to be the Chelsea attacking player to own. Hazard's still returning to the fold. 
it'll be quite exciting, I think, when Hazard and Sanchez come back into play. But at the moment, obviously, William didn't start, so he looks like dead as an mm. asset. Kante rocked up with a random goal, which um, suited all the casuals. <laughs> I did. I, I think I saw that there was a guy in the top ten who captained Kante for the goal. It kind of just shows you at the moment. I saw an, on Twitter that... Um, people in in the high ranks at this point in the season, like elephants in trees, no one no one knows how they got there, but we know they've got to come down. I think they're just blinded by the lights and taken <laughs> yeah. to dizzy new heights. You yeah, know? definitely um, dizzy new heights. Um, and blinded by the lights. But yeah, I mean, again, that sort of, that game. I mean, Jamie Vardy. People have been saying to me, you've I've, been talking about Jamie Vardy and bringing him in, haven't you? I so have possible first strikes. So you're looking for a Gabby uh, replacement. Yeah, I've got eight point five. I can get zero point one more. Um, I need one zero point one more to afford Firmino, but I can do a straight. Gabby to Vardy and people are saying oh Vardy 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 the problem is is that looking into his stats they're never that impressive all he does is just poaches and scavenges off like kind of scraps it's, it's like us when we play as Leicester on FIFA Nick and you just bash it up to Vardy counter attack counter attack and you know it, it's just one of those things where you know when you're sitting at the war, war table and trying to figure out what team what you're going to do next looking at the stats for Vardy it's not encouraging whereas Firmino is, he obviously just blows him out of the water apart from the last kind of game week no, that's fair enough. So, um, should we talk a bit more about Gabby Adini then in the Southampton-Watford uh, game? It wasn't a good one for you in terms of your assets, but um, stay positive. You know? Yeah, I'll try my best. I mean, Saints, I mean, Gabby Adini, no shots, which is what you want from your star striker. He had one t- touch in the box. I feel like this is basically Nyon watch. Um, he's taken one shot per game week for the last three weeks. And then the last direct shot he's had was in game week two, which actually went in. But he's been awful, absolutely awful. It just doesn't seem like he fits into Pellegrino's new system. Did he make the 60th minute, though? Yes, he did. He made the, I think it's the 70th minute yet again and got tran- <laughs> got So, so um, you had Ricardo and he got three. You had uh, Bertrand. Did he get one? Yeah, I mean, a bit like uh, your man Stevens, he got one. I mean, you, you're, you're, you were quite lucky to see Stevens start, weren't you, in some respects? Well, yeah, because Yoshida was benched, but Yoshida was also playing for Japan over the international break. So with um, Holt sort of entering the fold, I'm very concerned about Stevens' future start. Starts. He's definitely a transfer waiting to happen. I might hold off this week, turn Stevens into Kalasinac. I've, I've kind of laid it out a little bit with the money in the bank, so yeah, I've got an yeah. idea of what to do. I mean, there was one guy who looked quite good for Watford, actually, in that game, Nick, at 4.5, which is Firmina, who's uh, managed to get to second for defenders on 28 points without anyone noticing. But the last three games, he's got 8 points, 8 points, and 11 points. Um, he's such a babs magnet, it's crazy. Yeah, Watford have been a bit of a surprise package this season, haven't they? I think it might be part of um, Marco Silva coming in. He seems to be a very competent manager and they're doing very well they've got some interesting assets in midfield that are performing you know yeah I know well, this segues quite well into Crystal Palace of course who, who must be kind of cursing their luck but they didn't get him in the first place I mean they looked uh, did you see the Sunday game of yeah I did watch that one that, that was terrible <laughs> that was really well, bad t- to be honest like I felt sorry for Crystal Palace that they didn't walk away with anything because Burnley only had four attempts and Crystal Palace had 23 oh my Crystal, Crystal yeah. Palace they'd had um, 38 crosses compared to Burnley's six you know like you kept seeing Andros Townsend cutting inside <laughs> and attempting a shot I Scott, love that yeah. Scott Dan couldn't hit the target for Toffee could yeah. he and, and the Pope saves I mean that, that Benteke chance at the very end my lord what a stop that was by Nick Pope um, but yeah it is, it is obviously Frank Dubai he's just not 
it just doesn't seem like it's worked for whatever reason there at Palace. But the thing is, they've got so many nicely priced assets now who have taken a fall. You know, Dan at 4.9. You've got Benteke, who's likely to fall, I think, to 8.4 if he hasn't already. I think he might have fallen already. I think he's already fallen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've got these kind of nice assets that when uh, Palace do emerge with a decent fixture, it could be... But, you know, they've got Woy in charge now. <laughs> okay. yeah. They're probably going to be like, you know, have six at the back or something and shut up yeah. shop. But they do have Sacco coming back as yeah. well. So maybe, you know, perhaps are some options... For Crystal Palace in defence, maybe, but I, I had Martin Kelly for a lot of last season <laughs> yeah. because he was 4.4, and it was just constant zeros and minus ones from that guy. And, yeah, I mean, and I was like, never again a Crystal Palace defender. No, I, I don't think I'd do it. I mean, the only other kind of big thing about that game was obviously Robbie Brady, who um, there was a lot of kind of hype about him in the community last week because of the creativity stats being very good. He was denied a certain goal, by, but apart from that, it was quite um, quite a sedate kind yeah. of game, that one, wasn't well, it? Well, of course, Chris Wood um, rocks up with a goal, which um, we yeah. spent most of the game just making lots of uh, Wood-related puns on Twitter with the likes of FPL fam. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> like a fun afternoon. I think that was more fun than actually uh, watching the game. It's one of those games where it's more fun to just talk crap around the game than actually watch the game itself. It's yeah, a shame. I mean, he's a popular pick, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I said that last week and it went right over your head. <laughs> I didn't hear. Yeah, yeah. Paying attention. So, uh, actually, there, there was a game we missed out on Saturday, uh, which was uh, obviously Brighton West Brom. Yeah, uh, Pascal Gross. There were a couple of people on Twitter who had him. My lord, what what a return that is! Eighteen points. I mean, I we know. saw that guy, one guy in our gaping hole league, got seventy three points this week, mainly off the back of having Pascal Gross. Yeah, and I kind of. Um, burns Brighton a little bit last pod yeah, you, you were so I think that was a bit of a gross misjudgment of mine to, <laughs> to do that and I apologise to any Brighton fans but because I'm actually genuinely thinking of getting gross in now um, as a midfielder um, as a Ramsey swap which will enable me to get Firmino in as a Jay Rodriguez swap because Jay Rodriguez obviously he blanked he didn't do anything I had Foster in goal for this game as well and he blanked yeah, and I was Dawson just bit... again he, he was, he was um, you know, bothering the bothering the bonus but he uh, again, yeah. it was it was a bit underwhelming for West Brom. Yeah, I mean Higazi, he um, he got zero, so he had a, a bad game. Yeah, but it still seems like people are drafting him in, which is a bit crazy. But at four point nine, if you're a Higazi owner and you had him at the start, I, I would say it's time to cash in with the zero point two because yeah, definitely you turn the Mc- pages, got, new day, walk away. Exactly, you've got McCauley coming back. You've got Jevons. Evans. You've yeah. got Kieran Gibbs hasn't played yet, so he's the new left back, mm-hmm. which. Um, might rotate things a little bit, you know, with Dawson as well, perhaps moving yeah, exactly. to centre-back. Exactly, and things with Agassi, 0.2 grand don't come for free. You know, like, you, you've got to, you might as well just uh, sell high with him, because it doesn't look like it's going to get any better for you. I mean, we did see, actually, that people were actually still buying Agassi. Yeah, that's what I just said, it's just crazy, <laughs> but, you know, it all goes out the window anyway. And talking about sort of decent replacements for Agassi... I would look at Newcastle defenders because with one nil win against Swansea, there's some very cheap assets so there are on the show for got them. Lascelles, who's come obviously come in, and that was you know what what Alan Smith kept calling a captain's performance yes. on Sky Sports without really giving any detail behind what a captain performance actually was. I mean, he gave him man in the match, but he's he's got the goal and that was it. And he, I mean, he did make a really good save as well, which he oh yeah messed up. You know that was his mistake in the first place, but like it's sliding. Tackle it to, it to was stop amazing. Going in, I mean, there was, was obviously, obviously for me, all I was doing was counting the Rob Elliott saves. <laughs> it was yep. like there was two saves, and it was at like the 89th minute, wasn't it? And like there was that kind of last minute kind of half block that was it was going in. 
it was a save, yeah, it was a regulation save. But I was just like, yes! So it gave me two points. It gave me one for the free saves and gave me one for bonus. And it was one of those moments where, as I said at the top, it was sad because that was saving my game week. Uh, Tom Carroll obviously did, did not very much. Renato Sanchez gave the ball away more times than he actually did anything with it. Um, and Bonnie came on and threw himself about, but not very much. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously there's some fun and gammas to be had with a new 4.0 <laughs> defender and the Mbemba replacement. But I think Lejeune's coming back soon, so he could displace him. Swansea, yeah, they were disappointing. Tom Carroll blanked. I think that's the last time I'm going to play him in my first team. Yeah, that I was a bit so. stupid. He's, got... he's pointed himself out now to be a 4.5. Yeah, job. Sanchez is lurking over the set pieces. I think uh, Lowe comes in for me for next game week. Yeah. I should have probably played him this week, but I've been... I kind of back set, uh, Tom Carroll again yeah the, the final thing I think with Swansea is, uh, is Carl Norton um, he looked very encouraging I was telling people who had a 4.5 before this game we'd get Carl Norton in They've got Spurs next, but I still stand by it. Um, he had seven crosses in the last game, which was pretty good. That was better than the Southampton pair, for example, who, were, who cost a lot more. Two were successful. Get Bonnie in the middle, and hopefully Norton will start getting assists. And from game week six, their fixtures look pretty good. So he's on my on my watch list for sure. And finally, last night, Nick, obviously you had low, very lucky clean sheet. But you got unlucky because you had him second bench. Yeah, I did. And then... I think it was quite good for me. Neither of us had, had the assets in this game, but um, no, you know, like it was one of those games where you're like, yes, it the was, right players scored. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of those perfect FPL games, wasn't it? Because like, no one's got a West Ham defender, no one's got <laughs> Collins, no, no. Serial, serial penalty. Andre Ayew. Really. Andre Ayew, yeah, came off the bench. He scored 11 points in 28 minutes, something like that. And obviously, Chicorito, who we featured as our uh, infographic of the week. Yeah, if the player in focus, thanks Marco, but yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. he blanked. <laughs> yeah, inevitably, he blanked and was off after 62 minutes. I mean, with Chikorito, I think, again, what's, what's being shown is that he had two shots that were both off target, which is worth bearing in mind. He's had only had three big chances and scored two of them, both against Southampton, both kind of from rebounds. He's not getting the service. Stay away from West Ham for now, we think. Okay, Tom, shall we take a break? Yeah, that sounds good, and then we'll talk about the features. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Right, we're back, and it's a, it's a case of dry your eyes, Nick, and dry your eyes, Tom. The anti-meta team is absolutely screwing us over. I mean, they, they're up to 40k, 62 points. Um, last week, we took out Murata, and uh, we decided after a long and insightful deliberation, which took about two seconds on Saturday morning, to put Heezus in and captain him. Uh, he returned 24 points from the captaincy. <laughs> which is obviously pretty crazy yeah we had Sané as well but he was on the bench with 13 points so it's a case of what if you know but <laughs> yeah. you still have Ben Davis who uh, I don't think he's going to be able to last much longer we might, I think we're going to have to sell Ben Davis we're going to have week. to we, did, we, have, we have Monreal uh, also returning uh, 6 plus a bonus so with 7 but 62 points for the anti-Messa team it's mad we should probably not be planning our squads in game, before game week one. We should just look at it before like the deadline and just put something together in five minutes and, and play with smash that. it. Exactly. And play with that. Yeah, we put all that effort in, Tom, and it was supposed to be so easy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so Ben Davies out, unfortunately. Goodbye. Yeah, the anti-meta team won't have the shrine anymore, which means he'll probably start failing now. But um, who do you reckon we could bring in a 5.5 defender that's a bit of a differential? 
Um, I can only think of Bertrand still a bit too meta, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? Or maybe you've got like Ragnar Klarvan at <laughs> Liverpool. Ooh, got Burnley yeah, next. that's a good shout. Or Joel Matip, perhaps. Yeah, maybe or maybe it's a Jan Vertonghen time. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> right, it's, it's not very exciting, <laughs> is it? But I, I'm sure we'll pick up something. But I mean, one man who did, um, unfortunately, blank this week is, is Alan Yomnik. And uh, I think you've got some details on him, haven't you? It's yeah, time so it's for... time for Nyomwatch. And firstly, a shout out to FPL coach. He um, noticed someone with a signed Nyom t-shirt in a shopping centre. Unfortunately, he wasn't allowed to take a photo uh, because of his partner. But uh, <laughs> no worries, FPL coach. Um, we understand that. We understand your pain there. Yeah, cheers for the uh, cheers, 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 cheers for the uh, Nyom watch anyway. And like we said, if you, if you see Nyom, let us know. And we'll hashtag Nyom right, Any sign of Nyom, any essence of Nyom. Like, anyway... Like, Anyway. Um, anyway, yeah, Nyon was uh, spotted uh, this weekend playing football. He had one penalty area touch, one goal attempt. It was blocked. <laughs> he had three take-ons. Two were successful. He was mentioned once in dispatches. In the 57th minute, he was moved to right back with Dawson moving into the centre. This is... Nyomwatch. Oh, hashtag Nyomwatch. That was that was definitely <laughs> that was definitely excellent. I mean, you can see with that kind of output why he's worth five point zero. And uh, yeah, we'll keep doing that. As we said, if you see any essence of Nyom, please let us know. Hashtag Nyomwatch. Get in touch with us at WGTA underscore. And we've just got to hope he keeps playing. You know, yeah, exactly. WBA rotation with Kieran Gibbs coming in. Um, you know, we're not too sure if. Uh, you know Brunt, how Brunt fits in. You've obviously got Dawson. You can play right back. You've got McCauley. You got Jevons. You got Hagazi. We spoke yeah. about before. How are they all going to fit in? We don't know. We just got to hope this man plays. Otherwise, we're going to be doing peering at Peters or the Olsen Ogle Nick. Yeah, or watching Wimmer. <laughs> watching Wimmer. Right. Um, speaking of uh, well, Wimmer's down to four point four. So speaking of prices, let's uh, let's talk about the market forces. We're again in FFS this week, and uh, and Nick, uh, you, you wrote the the bulk of the article. So, so yeah, I mean, the most transfers that have happened is because of Sadio Mane's sending yeah. off. I mean, he's really driven the market. And obviously, it's, it's another case of an enforced change as opposed to an elective change. And um, I think the main beneficiary actually has been Christian Eriksen of Spurs and not your man Deli Alley, which is a bit of a surprise because Deli Alley's actually nearly had as many sales as buys. But we're still we're still touting Ali, aren't we, Tom? Yeah, because he's, he's now 0.2 cheaper because Ericsson's had a price rise. And, and no Champions League duty. No Champions League duty, exactly. And we, we all know Deli Alley's potential. He's one of the best young players in Europe. Obviously, he's got a bit of a you know dodgy side with his little middle fingers and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, he's still a you know a great player. He's already scored twice this season, which is brilliant. You know, like it's a, Ericsson obviously got the goal this week, but next week it could very easily be Deli Ali. I mean, their stats were very similar last season in terms of returns. Yeah. You know, they finished on virtually the same points. So we're still saying Deli Ali is the man to get, even though Ericsson is the one that is rising at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's risen actually. It's people yes, have got he's 0. risen. 0.1 sell value, 0.2 out of him so far. Yeah, so talking about like sort of cut price options as well. Another previous faller, Pascal Gross, he proved his potential. He's now at five point four, having had a price fall, but he's showing his true potential. He really looks like a 
yeah, I mean, decent source of points in the Brighton midfield. And obviously there's Vimmer, and we keep mentioning him, but he's only 4.4, and he looks like he might be nailed on now in the Stoke defence. And when Stoke's fixtures really improve, we definitely... Game week nine, I think yeah, it is, yeah. We're definitely looking to bring in I mean, someone like him. With Gross, we said in the Prospect and the Prospect article, he created 99 chances in the Bundesliga last season for a relegated Ingolstadt, which is one more than Mesa Ozil did. So if Bryson do kind of have a reliable goal scorer, but Knocker, if he does end up being kind of the man to convert chance, or maybe Glenn Murray steps forward, or Israeli superstar Tom Hemed moves forward, it could be the case that things look uh, look a bit different for Gross going forward. I mean, he's served notice of his intent with the two goals. He could be a, a force at five point four. I mean, I mean, we saw a lot of people who were buying uh, buying Ben Davis, but I mean, the, the other thing we've seen this week is that we, people have started selling Lukaku. Yeah, he's he's dropping in value, and it's that's crazy, isn't it? It's like we mentioned earlier, four goals, four games, and you know, like why would you sell this guy? But one of the main reasons is Alvaro Morata. He's got three goals, two assists. He's one point six million cheaper. So doing Lukaku to Morata doesn't seem too stupid a move. Frees up a lot know. of cash. You can perhaps get in one of those premium defenders like. Um, Kalasinac or Ben Davies yeah maybe it gives, gives you that extra flexibility I don't know yeah I, I think people are jumping the gun a bit with selling Lukaku but at the end of the day I mean that's just something that we can well see. I think some people also are selling him for Kane and that might be um, using money that they've got from selling Mane and getting one of these cheaper midfielders in you know yeah. a lot of people are kind of like I think there's probably a lot of hits being taken perhaps but yeah I mean for me I mean we both we both captained Lukaku this week and I, there was no kind of uh, there was no question that we're both going to do it but I think we were both a bit disappointed we didn't captain Kane in the end yeah I mean my impulse was to captain Kane at first but I just couldn't do it after especially after game week one when I captained him away to Newcastle and everyone had Lukaku in that home fixture and I just like I'm not gonna repeat myself all right and for me it was basically like I didn't look past it and I just kept finding evidence which backed up the fact that Lukaku was the best option and this is to segue into psychology corner an example of the well-known thing called confirmation bias Nick so most people know when you have an idea and you find evidence to support that theory in making decisions so that bit is kind of true but that's actually half the behavior Nick what people do as well as prioritising evidence which backs up the hypotheses, so I just said I'm going to have Kaku captain this game week, is they also actively discount or devalue evidence to the contrary. So where people were wheeling out the stats on Kane, saying this an absolute no-brainer, clear as day you've got to captain him, I didn't really consider that very much, and instead flicked down to more stats to show that Kaku was probably a little bit better. Um, the reason behind confirmation bias is something that lies in our uh, our ancestors and how their minds involved. So it might seem a bit counterintuitive, Nick. So we're we're kind of unconsciously deceiving ourselves into thinking that you know what we think is right is the best way forward. But actually, the positive spin on that is that if you believe in yourself, your instincts, and your decisions. Um, you're going to maximise your kind of chance of survival. So there's optimal exertion and you're, you're going to make choices unencumbered by having to worry too much about external influences. I mean, that's obviously gone a bit mad now because we're talking about FPL and how confirmation bias yeah. is kicking in on FPL. But it's still really interesting to remember. So try to bear in mind the second half of confirmation bias, which is where you discount evidence that proves something opposite to the theory that you've got Try to challenge it and force yourself into looking at other options. Excellent. Okay, let's move on to the community section. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? 
So it's time for the community section, and we actually met a member of the community this week, Andy Goodland, who um, we met at yeah. Interpol gig. It's awesome. Hey, Andy. And he, he got the um, he got the theme this week, so uh, well last done. Week. Yeah, yeah. He got um, last week, so there's obviously another theme this week. Um, <laughs> we made several references earlier about you know geezers yeah. and that sort of thing. So. Uh, and he's also actually doing quite well in our mini league. But um, top this week is the Toons, Henrik Helland. And he only scored 49 points, actually. I think he might be a new entry, to be honest, because yeah. 11 Angry Men, Adrian Bentley, got 74 points. He's in second. But no, Henrik Helland's first. So, I mean, he's on 269 points overall, which is brilliant. Um, puts him into an overall rank of 1,083rd in That's the world. 70 points ahead of me. That is depressing. You know, he's got Morata, Lukaku, Ericsson... Low, Elliot, you know, he's got Firmino, Mkhitaryan, it's a, it's a great team that he's got there. So, uh, yeah, he called it, I think. Congratulations to Henrik for topping our league. But anyway, it's, it's time for community questions. So, um, who's, who's first, Tom? Yeah, so the big thing is it's a link between Andy Baystable on Twitter, um, Craft FPL on Twitter, and FPLFC on Twitter as well. All questions about Lukaku, Nick. Is there a case to ditch Kaku for Murata um, or maybe Hezus in the long term? Well, I mean, we talked about Lukaku a bit earlier. He's got four goals in four games. Do you really want to ditch him? I understand that Manchester United have had quite decent starts to the season with their fixtures. Um, but, you know, the next three aren't too bad. They've got Everton at home. Um, Lukaku's next, old in, club. Yeah, the old club. And obviously we saw Spurs made short work of them last week. And I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Manchester United did something similar. Then they've got Southampton away. And, you know, Southampton is a bit of a fortress. But, but they just lost to Watford. They, they just lost to Watford. And then Crystal Palace at home. How, got, how's Roy Hodgson, who's just been confirmed as the new manager, exactly. going to set them up? So, might not be the time to sell him. I mean, I mean, I think I'm going to hold on to Lukaku for a little while longer. I'm not too interested in Morata. Alonso is my Chelsea coverage, and he'll stay my Chelsea coverage for the moment. Yeah, I mean, I can understand uh, with Chelsea, and we picked out way back when in the fixtures pod, didn't we, Nick? That between game week eight... And game week 27, Chelsea have this ridiculous run of fixtures, which is a sea of green, um, starting with Crystal Palace away. It could be that there is a case in game week eight to get rid of Lukaku and bring in Murata. The thing is, it's very hard to know right now. There's injuries, there's lack of form, there's players being dropped. There's all these things that could come into the mix by that point, so it's very hard to say at this point. Perhaps. I mean, I might be looking at Eden Hazard at that point, perhaps, <laughs> as a, a midfielder. Exactly. So, you know. We've got these guys to come back in, haven't we? I mean, linked to this is uh, is Victor Bukharov on Facebook from the Guff Group. Hi, guys, again. Uh, he asks, uh, are we, are we gonna, who would you take out, Aguero or Kaku for Kane? Uh, I think the choice is pretty clear here, Nick. It's, it's going to have to be Kuhn, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You can't trust Pep with the rotation, especially around the Champions League matches. Luke Maguire um, could be dropped any time or rested. It seems like Jesus is the man that he likes. I mean, he's a, his PPG is like nine in the actual minutes he's played, which is absolutely crazy. So I think it's got to be him. Uh, another question from Martin St. Hill. Um, is Kevin De Bruyne a bad move? I'm asking for a mate. Are you really asking for a mate? Is it, is it, is it <laughs> embarrassing to, uh, to bring in KDB at this point? Well, I mean... We talked about KDB a little bit in the last um, pod about how defensively he was playing. So, of course, he played more forwards in the last game. But once again, you can't trust Pep. If KDB is going to be you know, having defensive duties at his price, he's not the, the best player to be bringing in when you can be bringing in the likes of Ericsson or Ali 
or Salah or you know um, Pogba Mkhitaryan there's a lot I think there are better options in midfield yeah we need to we need to find that more from Pep basically we need to see what his pattern is see what's going on if there is the discernible pattern of course and try to work out around that at the moment it just looks like with City it's, it's kind of an avoid unless you want one of the wing backs or, or maybe Jesus but even with Jesus you've got to hope that, that he plays and there's no rotation he's not taken off after 50 minutes um, so uh, Kieran uh, asks on, on Facebook as does uh, Joe kind of similar question best midfielders under 6 million uh, asks Kieran and Joe asks is Ducore worth it is he the season's kapoo well I mean Ducore is one of our writers best faves isn't he uh, Edwin he loves a bit of Ducore yeah, the, ju- the duke um, yeah, you've got Decorey. Obviously, he's only 5.1. So 5.2 he, now. 5.2. So, yeah, he, he looks like a brilliant asset. He could be the next Kapoe. But I think we need more data at this point. It's, it's too early to say, you I know, know, like, I quite like Pascal Gross. I think he's got a lot of potential as a 5.4 midfielder. He might be my move this week. I mean, what happened with them? Um, I looked at Kapu game weeks 1 to 4 last season versus Decor this season 1 to 4 and it just looked like basically Kapu as we said last season it was unsustainable the amount of shots he was having it was the same with, with Decor he scored 2 whereas Kapu scored 4 but he hasn't had that many shots he happens to have scored 2 but he looks like kind of a fairly defensive player in spirit just happening to get forward I feel like it might be a bit of a flash in the pan. Um, good, well done if you've had Decore from 5.0 and got that 0.1 sell value on him. But at the same time, it kind of feels like one of those where uh, well, I'd be worried. You're still sticking with Ricardison, aren't you? He's um, still 6.0. He hasn't risen yet. He was very close to rising, but he hasn't yeah. ticked over 6.1. And I think his underlying stats have been quite impressive as well, haven't they, Tom? Yeah, they're not too bad at all. I mean, I think that our message with these players is just to basically pick one horse and stick to it. Um, it feels like the same as Red Roulette, that you just seem to get a Chupo moting, or you get a Hesse, or you get a Gross every week coming through with points. And but none of them can manage it every game week, can they? Exactly. Um, it feels almost like with Gross, which is going to be on transfer, but I still think I've got some reservations about that, because it kind of feels like, well, he's got the points that you'd have wanted to get if you'd owned him. You've got to hope for the next one to come in. I mean, good luck with him, Nick, but I'd, I'm a bit you worried about him. Deliver. Well, he's got Bournemouth next, and yeah. Bournemouth have lost every single game. So, you know, and um, the next question anyway is uh, from Stephen Toomey. Um, hi Stephen hi Stephen um, he's asked this week so Spurs treble and um, I actually would say perhaps yes I mean don't tear your team apart to go for a Spurs treble but if you've got the likes of Davies Ericsson and Kane you're sitting pretty at the moment if you've got Ali in there as well um, you'll be in great shape but out of those Aside of those four players, there's not too many other assets in, in the Spurs team we'd recommend, really. Trippier, he's got um, Oreo waiting in the wings, so he doesn't look too safe or secure. Vitonian doesn't ever get forward. Out of no, old, no but I, I think if you, you have Kane, you have one of Ali and Eriksson, and you have Babies, just stick. That looks really good. We said at the top, the four next fixtures are really, really good. If you've got three Spurs, great. Stick to it. Um so Caleb Marquis asks on Twitter, Nick, um, why are the 8.0 slash 7.0 options outside of United so unattractive? 
Surely Alonso, Mendy, Klasnach and Davis will score better. And we've been having this kind of question from a lot of people in different kind of uh, iterations. So Andy, you just mentioned, asked, is should I keep Bertrand? Are there, are there better options elsewhere? Um, Neil Gupta asked, asked us the same sort of question, as did Bidluke on Reddit. Um, as did uh, FPL Virgin on Twitter, <laughs> as did uh, FPL Mongoose on uh, Twitter on Twitter as well. I mean, it's looking like your prediction of this being the year of the going big at the back yeah. is coming true, Nick. You must it's, feel very smart. I'm, I'm very happy with um, <laughs> you know James Milner hasn't <laughs> achieved. I didn't. He hasn't achieved the plaudits, but the boring, likes of I talked about boring, the likes of Alonso. Milner. I talked about the likes of Kalas and Action Walker in one of the first pods and how these guys you know, offer a lot more than some of the 7.0 midfielders who haven't really impressed. You know, we've got, we had William, Vinaldum, uh, Fabregas, everyone was raving about the 7.0 midfielders at the start of the season, Ramsey as well, and none of, and Zaha who got injured, and none of them have achieved anything that was expected of them. Whilst you've got, you've got these defenders like Alonso, Kalasinac, who's got two assists, Davies, who's got two assists and a goal, coming in with the points week in, week out. And I think... A lot to be said about having wing backs. You've got Moses as well. He's another wing back. He's, uh, he's... Uh, obviously, Zappi Costa is looking to challenge his minutes, maybe. But, I mean, you, you're going to have Alonso or nothing with Chelsea for sure. But yeah, I, I think it is looking like wing bats at the moment. Uh, down, even down to, I mean, Mahesh asked us on Facebook, please discuss five million and below wing backs. I mean, down to Cole, uh, Cole Norton or even. Um, Scott Sutton, though, looks like he's dropping, but playing for Brighton. Yeah, and you've got uh, PVA as well when he plays. Yeah, but I mean, do we want any Palace <laughs> at the moment? Well, PV- PVA is one of those guys that, you know, turns up with 15 points. With new manager, he might, he might get into. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Roy will play him well. But, yeah, it's, it's looking like this year you've got to be looking, apart from maybe Wimmer at 4.4 might be a decent way in to save some money in your wildcard team when you do it. But apart from that, your defenders, you've got to be thinking wing-back, wing-back, wing-back right now I mean mm-hmm. we said at the start we're looking at maybe Carl Walker or Ben Mendy being our city cover for wing backs Kalasinac being our Arsenal cover which answers Graham Smith's question as well on the best Arsenal player we think yeah and Ben Davies for Spurs and Alonso for Chelsea exactly. and then you've got a great team there and then you've also got the likes of um TAA at Liverpool or Gomez yeah you've got to hope that one of them shows up but 4.5 of TAA with the free kicks in his locker as well apparently yeah I mean if one of them starts then suddenly you've got a really really like cheap asset who's playing for a big team why not thanks very much for all the questions there guys that's awesome um, Marco Arlotti who uh, owned, uh, who did our Hernandez uh, infog uh, as we said earlier on says um Man City and Arsenal attacking assets are going under the radar with managers loading up on Man United, Liverpool and Spurs strikers and midfielders. How do we approach making the choice with regards to fitting in these players with the players we've already got? Well, I mean, it's just very tricky, really. At the moment, I'm going without Manchester City. I've got Ramsey in as my Arsenal coverage, but that's only temporary. I think you could have one Arsenal player, but I think that's enough in terms of Arsenal coverage for the moment. Especially this game week, you certainly won't be drafting anyone in when they're playing Chelsea. Manchester City is a bit of a minefield, as we've discussed, but maybe you can get a defender in if you can. Yeah, maybe it's all about Carl Walker or Ben Mendy. I mean, Marco, the thing is here, you've got just so much, so much choice at the moment that you're going to have to miss out somewhere, which is why I can kind of understand why people are saying, OK, I lose Kaku... But I gain all of these players elsewhere. 
and, and maybe it's the case that we're going to see that people are going to have radically different teams scoring fairly similar. Um, I mean, it's certainly the case that I mean, I I looked at maybe wildcarding this week. There's just no point um, because I just don't have any information yet or enough information yet to make a decision between what's better to have. And it just seems like at the moment there are so many choices that it's difficult to nail down exactly what the best team is, what the best players to own are. I mean, would you agree, Nick? Yeah, I mean, we we said at the beginning of the season it, it's all about choice, and you know the week the week become heroes, and and the stars align. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the irony of it all, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, these players are going to come in and they'll do something, and you'll be like, well, yeah, fair enough. I mean, thanks very much for your questions, guys. Keep them coming in. As I said, we'll make sure that we've got this section to answer your questions specifically. Moving on to our teams for this week, I mean, Nick, what are you doing? So, I mean, I mentioned it earlier that I'm probably going to be setting J Rods. Uh, he's got to go at this point. He's only scored once this season. And I'm yeah. going to bring in Firmino. Um, I've got enough in the bank to actually um, do that if I sell Ramsey and bring in Pascal Gross. So it's probably going to be a minus four to uh, to fund the Firmino move. But I just like the fact that they've got Burnley at home next. I've just noticed that Solo is actually flagged now with the illness that you mentioned earlier. So I've got to keep my eye on that as well, see I'm if sure that affects things. I'm sure he'll be all right. Hopefully. But if, if he is ruled out then it might be um, an Addy switch so I'll let you know as and when yep um, so this week I am going to be doing very similar so um, Gabbiadini is obviously going to go um, I've learned the pain that people like you feel last year with Gabbiadini he always seems like he's in last chance saloon it's looking like Firmino is probably going to be the, Firmino is going to be the guy who comes in for him not Vardy I don't think um, to finance that Fraser's probably going to go um, I need, I'm going to wait for Eddie Howe to say whether he is unfit or not if he's got Brighton I might, might reconsider um, but it's looking like um, Atsu, who didn't play the last game, but there are suggestions that that was surrounding him playing for Ghana rather than him being dropped, um, is going to come in for me for Fraser to finance that Firmino move. And that will leave me enough money in the bank to get um, Bertrand out for Klasnach next week. Great stuff, Tom. Who's your captain? Uh, my captain is going to be Harry Kane, of course. Yeah, I think mine is too. It's going to be one of those Swansea weeks where home. We're, yeah, we're both hoping for the same players to do well. Yeah, and then the WAG captain last week, that was Pogba, wasn't it? It was Pogba, and the reasoning behind it being Pogba, Pogba was that it was very funny that his name was Pogba, but his first name was Paul. <laughs> Pogba got uh, five uh, five points, didn't he, yep. for, from the assist? Um, but the WAGs are still behind you and I. In terms of points, uh, what are we going to give? Uh, what are we going to give Nicola this week, then, Nick? Okay, let's give her Harry Kane. Yeah, home uh, to Swansea. Um, Firmino. Yeah, Firmino. I think home to Burnley. And uh, who should be the differential captain? Um, maybe Morata against uh, Arsenal. Or, yeah, or a Manchester City player or against he's a, Watford. A, a, uh, he, Jesus. He's yeah. a sort of Guerrero. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon he's He's us. All right. So he's us. Kane. And uh, yeah, I guess Firmino too. Yep. So it's, it's a stop press. Uh, Pogba's just been stretched up. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, this is, this is a disaster. Just as we, we were wrapping up and high-fiving, we find that this has happened. How does that affect you? Well, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Well, actually, I talked a little bit about Deli Ali, and I could get him in now. I've got enough in the bank to do Pogba to Ali, straight swap. Still have a million as well to play with if I need it for anything else. So, so yeah, I might have to uh, triple up with Spurs, as a few people were suggesting. Unbelievable. 
Oh, so I don't yeah, know. you might have to keep Gabby, Tom. Yeah, because I've got a Ryan Fraser running sore in my team. Um, but Gabby was going to go. Oh my! But they do have Crystal Palace next, so maybe it's one last chance. Oh, maybe <laughs> give it. him another chance. He can troll you for one more uh, week. Ryan. One more week of trolling, Tom. Oh, it's so bad. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Five point four for Fraser, eight point one for Pogba, and seven point zero for Gabby. Oh, it's a real mind. F. <laughs> check, check our Twitter feed for iterations because I'm sure Tom will be posting them all. Yeah. Thanks for all your advice. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to remind you, we are Who Got the Assist. Our website is whogottheassist.com. Our Twitter handle is at WGTA underscore FPL. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash whogottheassist. Yeah, and our lead code is 1538 Thanks very much, ladies and gents. We hope we uh, we assisted you and we'll be back in game week five to hopefully talk about a better week for me and... Uh... An even better one for me. <laughs> See you later, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Sports Social Podcast Network.